sold this as an office job. Talk me through your very scary scenario. Keep in mind, I don't have your PhD. I think there's a coordinated plot for terrorist attack. It's gonna be big. You're not just an analyst anymore, Jack. You're operational now. Is work okay? Yeah, 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 it was good. I, uh, I have to go to so Moscow. You're listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel and Remake. This is episode 334. I'm Mark. Happy uh, uh, Groundhog's Day? I don't know. That was soon. That was that was lately. Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. Yes, you know yes. we we should have we should have known that, and we should have you know gone off of the sequels and remakes to just watch Groundhog's Day for the show. Why didn't we? Yeah. Do that? You know we make the rules. I don't think there's I don't know if anybody <laughs> would complain if we just said that we're doing Groundhog's Day. Would we have to put it as like a bonus episode? You think? Let oh, us know. Yeah. If yeah. Maybe that would have been yeah bonus yeah. episode. For the for our Patreon uh, only, for, our, for for yeah for the Patreon, would you pay a quarter to hear us talk about movies that aren't sequels and remakes? Because <laughs> they do exist. There are a few out there. Yeah, maybe. We, yeah, we should do a poll poll somewhere. Maybe the people that you know did the, do the polls for for presidential elections, maybe they'll do a poll for us. Yeah, some sort of exiting <laughs> poll. Do you want to hear two other middle-aged white guys talk about more movies? oh yeah groundhog's day um he saw his shadow so six the the groundhog always sees his shadow right is there a time where he doesn't i just feel like um spring is set and it's six weeks after groundhog's day you know i'm not sure if he does every year but i i do think there's some sort of statistics out there that he must not because i think there's some statistics out there that show he's wrong most of the time but Uh then i also think it's kind of like you know, subjective on when winter actually starts or ends. Let's see. So the longest streak, I, I wish I just had the statistic, like like a percentage, but when you first Google it, the longest streak of seeing its shadow is 21 years, consecutive years of seeing its shadow. The longest streak of not seeing a shadow was only two, which happened in 2019, 2020. Huh. So based just based on that, I assume... He sees a shadow more times than not. Ah, I, I, I don't even want to know how they determine that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never tried conversing with a groundhog, Mark. I mean, I don't know. See, trade secrets, I guess. Trade secrets. All I know is, you know, it's summer somewhere. In Australia, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't show to you. know the weather. Fucking trees are on fire down there because it's summer. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, well, we didn't watch Ground. Well, unless you did watch Groundhog's Day, but I assume you didn't watch Groundhog's Day since this snuck up on us. But what else you been watching? Oh man, I I got a few things in. Um, I totally forgot you were gonna ask me that, so let me bring yeah. up my uh, list real yeah, quick. Yeah, uh, mixing it up. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So, oh man, I got more in than I thought. So let's kick it. Uh, let's kick it back. Uh, late January, watched Wolf of Wall Street. And uh, Gosh, that's hour. Just, I love that movie. It's just fun. Yeah. And then we watched. Uh, oh, uh, re- so seen that before? We've talked about that on the show before. Yeah. I, uh, I you know I had a Wolf of Wall Street you know I, I felt it I, I did the McConaughey 
as as I watched my GameStop uh, stock, you know, rise. Uh, <laughs> it was very exciting stuff. Uh, watched, um, I guess I should say rewatched a uh, uh, Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, that that's a movie that just delights. I think yeah. I've seen it. That was probably my fourth viewing of it, third or fourth viewing, and and it's still just just great. Just love it. Um. Yeah, so kicking old school here, 1947, Born to Kill, which um, is like a really hardcore um, film noir. Uh, it's a, a, a Lawrence Tierney classic, and um, and he plays like a kind of a con man, uh, murdering people. It's really good. Um, Born to Kill is sweet. Check it out. 1947. Uh, checked out the recent release on HBO, The Little Things. Oh, Jared Leto, yep. Den- Denzel. Yeah, I feel like uh, you and I on new releases have been pretty pretty in sync. I, I also watched that movie. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit early to... I don't really want to talk too much about it. I think it's such an early release. I don't want to risk spoiling it for anybody. Yeah. Um, so I'll just say I watched it. Okay. And then should uh, other 19- people watch it? I I think it's worth watching. Okay. I'll say that. I think it's worth watching, and maybe down the road we can talk about it because I think it does have some things worth talking about. Yeah. We'll we'll reevaluate it here 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 maybe next episode. That, that, yeah. Give, uh, yeah. Give we'll go back a couple, couple weeks and yeah yeah, yeah let's 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 uh, go back on that. You only got thirty days on HBO Max. You got to yeah, get that's it while you Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. You got you got to get them while they're hot. And then I watched a 1964 uh, classic, The Killers, and uh, what a cool movie, Mark! It's it's got um, Lee okay. Marvin. And... Oh, you, you threw me off with the years. You said The Killers, and I was like, "That's that uh, Ashton Kutcher, Catherine Heigl movie," which I think had the same name. Well, The Killers has been remade multiple times, so um, I, I wonder if that's the. Uh... The modern take. <laughs> oh, I uh, get, yeah, you know what? yeah, 2010. Is it a remake? It. All right, you know, you tell me about 1946's The Killers. Well, so it, so there's a there's these two hitmen and they take a guy out, and the guy kind of just takes it. He's like, "Fine, kill me." And so that got that sparks their interest. So it's kind of this really cool movie about these these two hitmen. Um, tracking down anyone connected to this guy and wondering like what's the big deal why didn't he give a crap about dying knowing that there's probably some money involved and that if they can get their hands on that money they'll be set um and it's got lee marvin and and uh, he he is just like he is something else and uh john cassavetti is is in uh clue gulliger plays this crazy kind of psychopath but he's like the comic relief um, it's a, I'd never seen it before. It's a dynamite movie, and and this this killers and then the the previous version I think was 1946 or something like that. Um, they're loosely based on a uh, Ernest Hemingway short story. Mm, the um, old man in the sea. <laughs> but I really recommend this movie. It's it's uh, for those uh, more adverse to black and white films. It is in color, um, and, and it's kind of. It's noted as one of the the first uh, neo noir 
kind of movies, you know, kind of the end of an era, but the beginning of another. All right. So, yeah, really, I do you see 1946 and then you have 1964. The 2010 movie is just called Killers and does not seem to be a remake of uh, those two previous movies. I didn't think with Catherine Heigl it would be. Yeah. No, this seems more a little rom com with uh, a hitman at the at the heart of the story. Shoot, maybe. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> loosely. There's Hitman. But yeah, I, I I can't recommend this movie enough. It was it was after watching it, I was disappointed I hadn't seen it before. It was really a treat. Great pacing, really moves along. There's some laughs. There's some great action. Uh, the, the Clue Gallagher character is fantastic. Um, and then Lee Marvin is just does Lee Marvin. He's just a badass. So, uh, yeah, that, that's what I've watched. How about yourself? Oh, man, do I, I have a list. I watched in the two weeks since our last episode, I have watched one movie. It was The Little Things streaming on HBO. That's OK. Which we're, which we're going to talk about just next week. Knock the movies out, you know. No, no, I did. I, uh, I did not. I don't. Th- I don't think I watched much of, uh, much of anything. I don't think I did much of anything. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you just lose two weeks of a year. It, it happens. It's just, it's just a blur. You, you don't, you don't remember any of it. But uh, that, that's all I watched. Uh, I did get two other movies in, so it wasn't a complete uh, bust of, of a, of a two week, two weeks. A fortnight? Is that two weeks? Oh, I've never known what a fortnight is, Mark. Do these episodes come out every every fortnight? And I have no idea what the hell Abraham Lincoln was talking about when he said four score. I still don't know, man. Uh, a, a fortnight is a period of two weeks. So okay. this podcast is, does come out fortnightly. Nice. Uh, which fortnightly. I am going to update our uh, our bios uh, yeah. across all, all platforms <laughs> instead of bi-weekly. Because bi-weekly is confusing. It is. It is. That does that mean twice a week or every two weeks? Yeah. And apparently, it means both. It, it could mean either. Man, people need to. We need to get this as an English language. We got to get this figured out. We, Fortnite. We got it. We did. Fortnite. You're right. Yeah. We just did. We just figured this out. <laughs> uh, we watched two other movies uh, in preparation. Well, actually, I don't know what Mike watched. I watched two other movies. We decided to watch 2014's Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. It is uh, the second attempt of a reboot of the Tom Clancy Jack Ryan character. Uh, Jack Ryan uh, first graced the big screen in 1990, uh, played by Alec Baldwin in The Hunt for Red October. Uh, And then in the next sequel, uh, Patriot Games, which is a direct sequel to Hunt for Red October, he was, Alec Baldwin was replaced by Harrison Ford, who starred in the Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Then The Sum of All Fears with Ben Affleck, uh, in 2002, that was the first attempt to reboot. Then we go 2014. Chris Pine, he is now Jack Ryan. Um, in preparation for this, did you watch any previous Jack Ryan movies, or do you, or did I, you just read a bunch of books? I did. I did watch a previous movie. I actually did think, man, I could burn through. I could burn through one of these books in two weeks. But then I thought, yeah, I've never maybe read. Not. <laughs> I've never read a Tom Clancy. Jack Ryan, but I don't know if they're super heavy, like dense, like with just like he seems like a guy who pays attention to the, um, uh, you know, just a lot of detail, especially you know those military novels. Sometimes they can just they put a lot of stuff in there. Uh, you know, it's hit and miss. I think I do think the Jack Ryan um, series. I've I've read a bunch of them. Um, I think he personally wrote like 
maybe six of them or something. There's, you know, it's been taken on by other authors since then. Right. But um, the Jack Ryan's are actually some of his more uh, fast-paced books. Okay. And faster reads, in my opinion. Um, they're a little more action-driven. Uh, some of his other books, like uh, like the one that really like is surprisingly slow and and it gets it gets going um is uh, rainbow six um which you know people mostly know about rainbow six because of the video game franchise yeah i mean how many other authors had their names on video games it was it it was tom clancy's rainbow six yeah yep yep and it's i mean they're still popping out rainbow six games to this day i mean it's still one of the most popular games um but yeah, Tom Clancy's name's on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, what movie did you watch? I went with Patriot Games. Okay, which yeah. is the second uh, of, I guess, the original trilogy, but the first introduction of as Har- of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, how'd you like Patriot Games? I, you know, I hadn't seen it in so long, probably since like 19... God, when did that come out? 92? So probably... Maybe around ninety four. Yeah, nineteen ninety two. And uh, and it, I don't think it aged very well. It, I think it was still a good movie, but I don't think it would fly in the current society, the current state of film. I don't think it'd stick. Okay. I think it, it's a little, it's a little too. Uh, it's not like watching an episode of Law and Order, to be completely honest with you. Oh, yeah, no, I, you know, and I, and I totally get what you mean. Uh, that was like, you know, there, there was a series of movies. I think just going direct to DVD kind of took that market. But, you know, before that, there were just these movies in 90, in the 90s that were like 90 minutes long and they kind of just felt like a CBS episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, just, but I did, I did enjoy it. Um, it just didn't, it wasn't as, as epic as I remembered. Yeah. And, and I chose it. I, I, I just, I decided. I was like, I'm going with Harrison Ford. He's my guy. So now, did and, you know that this was the part two to Humphrey Red October? Yeah, I, or, I knew. I knew it okay. was the second in the series. Um, I thought they were all different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew. I knew. I knew. Mostly. Yeah, I, I was like, man, yeah. Harrison Ford's the only guy. Well, and and I guess it is true. Harrison Ford's the only guy who got two cracks at this. Yeah, and then another reason I didn't go with Hunt for Red October, and I and I love Hunt for Red October. Don't get me wrong, but um, uh, it's long as hell. So I decided to shorten up by I don't know. It's at least it's got to be over two hours. I think I think it's got to be over two hours. Where yeah, I got up here was Hunt for Red October, hundred and thirty-four minutes. So two hours fifteen minutes is what you're looking at for uh, the Hunt for Red October. Uh, whereas the Patriot Games is 117 minutes, so just shy of two hours. Yeah. So that. What, what yeah. about you? Did yeah. you, Did you check? Which one did you check out? Yeah. So you say something about 20 minutes. I went. Uh, I, I I went back to the beginning. I watched A Hunt yeah. for Red October, which is a movie that I I was familiar with, but I I don't honestly think I I ever saw it. Just sit down, start to finish. So this is my first viewing of uh, A Hunt for Red October. Oh, uh, cool! It's it's fantastic. It it, it it is a great movie, isn't it's it? Very, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Even like, I feel like, uh, and the reason I, I kind of said, oh, Tom Clancy, I feel like he's a guy who puts a lot of 
lot of info in his books because this movie was very like just with the submarine and how it, worked, it just seemed like very like oh they're giving you a lot of details about how submarines work but even with that it's still it's it's just it's so thrilling it's, it's such an engaging movie uh i dug it this is probably you know i'm not gonna rank him here live but i'm gonna say top four submarine movies easily <laughs> yeah definitely it's been a while since i've seen crimson tide uh that is a movie i i, I have seen uh which i remember liking but i haven't seen it since the 90s it holds up uh, trust trust me it holds up well you got your u571 right i don't think i ever saw that uh you got this new tom hanks submarine movie uh, i haven't seen it but that's on apple uh down periscope that is a movie i have seen that's probably that the most recent up. submarine movie i've seen <laughs> Is uh, down Periscope. That holds up. <laughs> it's probably the summer movie I've seen the most, to be honest. Uh, but I, I, you know, new champion K- potentially. K-19, the Widowmaker. Oh, that that certainly is a movie. I, I've never seen it, but that is a name I'm familiar with. K-19 colon the Widowmaker. Wow, yeah, that's a Harrison Ford. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of colons in the title uh, for our first movie. So flash forward 2014, they decide. After 2002's Sum of All Fear, we need to revamp, bring back Jack Ryan one more time, this time with Chris Pryne. We watched Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Um, oh, did I mean? Okay, so yeah, Alec Baldwin, Hunt for Red October, Harrison Ford, Patriot Games, then we had Ben Affleck. Okay, I, th- I think we've covered all, all the all the move, movie Ryans. Uh, yeah, so now we have Chris Pine as... Uh, as a young Jack Ryan. This movie also stars uh, Kevin Costner as kind of his um, CIA. Uh, I, I, I don't, you know, I, if I read a Tom Clancy book, I'd probably know what he's called, but he's, he's like the, um, you know what do you call it? You got the recruit and you got the, uh, um, I keep wanting to say sponsor, but that can't be it. Uh, he's, he's in the mentor role of yeah, uh, yeah. bringing Jack through his first uh, mission with the CIA. And I guess, uh, he's, he's, I guess he's a recruiter, a recruiter. Yeah. I don't know. If you have a shadow recruit, you have to have to have, have, to have a shadow recruiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kira Knightley plays the love interest, and uh, Kenneth Branagh plays uh, Victor Sheravin, the Russian bad in this movie. Uh, this movie... Uh, Covers a lot of Jack Ryan ground. It sees a it sees a young Jack Ryan go from uh, college student to Marine to uh, CIA operative, so CIA analyst to operative in a matter of an hour and forty seven minutes. Uh, was this your first time watching Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit? It was, yeah, first viewing. Uh, let's we'll dive right into it. Let's just start with the good. What, what did you like about Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit? I really, uh, I enjoyed kind of the origin story. Um, I I think they fleshed out the origin story very nicely. Uh, Because that's always been a a Jack Ryan thing. He was a Marine and broke his back or whatever. Um, Do you get that in in Patriot Game? No, no. And actually, I don't think they even allude to him having a back injury. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's touched at all in uh, Hunt for Red October. In Hunt for Red October, he he really is just an analyst who gets brought into a mission. Yeah, yeah, and this one definitely it kind of gives you oh okay he's more than just an analyst like this is a guy who could handle himself in the field where like Alec Baldwin you you don't get that sense it's uh you know 
he's given a gun at one point, but uh, you're kind of 50, 50 on if he can use it properly. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, his is, his is definitely kind of a fish out of water. Take. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really just make it, you know, uh, it's, it's a much different Jack Ryan. You know, he, in that one, he, he's a family, you know, he's already established, I think in the CIA as an analyst, um, you know, he, he's married with a child. It does just seem like he's been a career desk guy and yeah. who's now being brought into you're, you're going to have to, you know, we're sending you out and you have to board a submarine. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I like that intro a lot. Um, I think, especially given the timeline of, of the previous film, I think it was a, you know, I, I hate to say a reboot or a relaunch, uh, but a reintroduction to the character uh-huh. that, that, you know, uh, a character that had been, you know, put on shelf for quite a while. When was some of all years? I mean, 2000. Uh, 12, so 12 years. Yeah. So 2002 to 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd been, it'd been part, they parked it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely give you um, a lot of Jack Ryan's story in this, but uh, you know, so, Hunt for October, you know, you talk about the, the runtime is two hours, 15 minutes. This is an hour 47. I also like this could have probably used another 20 minutes because they kind of they speed through a lot with with him and, and kind of some of that like it's it's nice. You get the backstory, but there's almost like parts of it was like, oh, like, I, I would have liked to see a little more uh, Jack Ryan in Afghanistan, you know, Jack Ryan through rehab, Jack Ryan as the analyst before we get into the the, the meat of the movie, you know, which is uh, dealing with this uh, well, Russians plot to um, sink the American dollar. Sure, sure. I mean, they could even have given us some like, you know, CIA, you know, training cuts, you know, yeah. of him going through the you know CIA school or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Where? Uh... Chris Pine as as a uh, I think you and I we're, we're both I think we're both Chris Pine fans I think we've discussed that oh because we did Wonder Woman yeah so we, we just had a Chris Pine conversation yeah 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 and so this is post Star Trek did you like it? so I just you watched Harrison Ford where does kind of Chris Pine rank kind of if you put him head to head with uh, Harrison Ford admirably filling the, the boots I I think he was fine. I I enjoyed I enjoyed him in this movie. I I'm I'm not sure he's he couldn't have been someone else. I I'm not sure any any other actor could I, I'm pl- I'm sure there's plenty of actors that could have done this role. Uh geez, 2014, but uh, could have been Jeremy I'm, Renner. I'm a yeah, I mean, I'm a Chris Pine guy, and so I I'm okay with it. Okay. Could have been Shia LaBeouf fresh off uh Eagle Eye. Oh shit. That would have been interesting. Shy would thing. be great, man. That would be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> real young, young. Uh, yeah, I, I like Chris Pine. I, I'm, I mean, he's obviously done well, but it's always nice, you know, give him a shot. I, I, I assume what they expected to be like another franchise movie. Uh, I assume that's everyone's expectation when you do a Jack Ryan is that you wanted to do like three of these. Yeah, Anytime you, that you, you adapt, that guy, yeah. there's so many. You know, there, there's so much source material that you could you know, pump these out every couple of years. Yeah. What didn't you like about Shadow Recruit? Um, man, can, can we talk a little bit more about some other things I did like first? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Shout yeah, so I mean, and this is kind of a positive and negative, and, and that's why I kind of want to talk about it again, is I found the plot not only kind of plausible, but at the same time, extremely far-fetched. Does that make sense? That something is kind of crazy, but also, you know, I could kind of see this kind of thing going down with with the, the, the Russian uh, attack scenario. Yeah. I, and so I, I, I have this in the negative. But you know, it kind of fits here. Is I feel like the the story, the script, is that much like they do with Jack Ryan, even the, like the plot. I feel like they yada yada a lot of it. So they're giving you just enough information where like I didn't fully grasp. Like I understand the rush. Like I I got what he told me, which was they they they're holding up the American dollar. There's gonna be a terrorist attack. They're gonna sell a bunch of stuff, and then it's it's gonna sink the American dollar. But there were also there's part of that plot was I was like, well, if I really thought I was like, well, but how how are they doing that again? <laughs> yeah, there there is the how yeah. how they pulled it off, which doesn't make sense. How much how much money would like? Is essentially is Kenneth Branagh Jeff Bezos? Or and, do you have and, to be a billionaire. In my mind, I was like, oh, he has to be like you have to be like a crazy billionaire, right, to like be able to pull that off. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess, but 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 also like, I mean, in a true scenario, they'd have they'd have that money spread out through lots of brokers or or banks, not just that one. Yeah. Um, so I I think so successfully, you know, for the movie is that the plot. So yeah, I'm with you. The plot itself did kind of seem like crazy far fetched, but they give you just enough information where like I bought it. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I like that. I like that it was like really crazy, but I'm always like, you know what? Wouldn't put it past the Russians. You know, yeah. So it's a short movie, and I appreciate that they didn't try to get too convoluted with it. But it wasn't just a simple like nuclear bomb. Right. Because you feel real basic with it. It's like, oh, he's stolen uranium, and they're gonna blow up something. And that's another positive for me related to the to the runtime, and I just think this movie has a really good structure, and and for me it just uh, it does drive it drives the action and it and it and it drives the story forward. Um, they don't linger on anything too long. Maybe they could have added a little more uh, information for us. Um, I'm even like even the chase scenes, you know, that's one of our biggest complaints. If you look, if you go back to action movies we've done, is why the hell is this chase scene so long? Yeah. And these have snappy chase scenes with like the first one in Russia. Actually, the chasing ends, and it's not the end of the movie. Chasing, chasing's done. Okay, now we got a whole other part of the movie. And I was like, oh, oh, there's more. Cool, let's go. Um, I totally expected that chasing to go on for another forty minutes, and then that would be the end. <laughs> oh yeah, like that—that that was kind of building to the, to the climax of the film. But yeah, then they had a whole other third act to follow which is yeah. you know, brought back to the states i i I, you know, I have this written down but i guess I, I don't know if it's good or bad but i i do think this this was a very for what it is and this is uh kind of um i don't think this movie does anything uh exceptional like i, I don't think this is like a, i don't think this is a great movie but i think it's a perfectly fine spy 
action thriller. And so it's very kind of run of the mill. And so I like that the pace, the pace is fast. It's very fast paced. Like this is an easily digestible movie. Yeah. Yep. But That's I that. almost wrote, is it too fast? And maybe <laughs> if they flesh more out, maybe, maybe that's what would have, maybe that, that could have elevated the movie a little bit. Um, but for what it is, I was like, I, I, you know, that, that's the risk you run is that, oh, they could have fleshed out more and then it could have made the movie, you know, could have gone from like a serviceable action, you know, a, a B movie to uh, a D, you know, because they added 20 minutes that just dragged the movie out. It's, yeah, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm lying. I, I think with a little more detail, we, we this would this could be elevated into like a, maybe maybe a grouping with like a Sakari. Like, yeah. I feel like it's on the cusp of greatness, but it, but you're right. It's there's things missing that keep it from from going up to that next tier. Right. It's a weird thing to explain. It's like, okay, why you know Sicario? I don't think there's anything crazy. You know, there's nothing groundbreaking that we're learning as far as a story goes. It, it, it you know, it's CIA. Op, you know, who uh, they have to team with the FBI or I forget who Emily Blunt work with, but essentially it's it's the U.S. government fighting against the Mexican cartel. But something about that movie, you know, I just feel like Shadow Recruits just missing the certain the something that stops it. Yeah, from being like a Bourne movie or a Sicario or just like a great action thriller. Like this is just yeah. kind of a, yeah, okay. You know, there it is. It, it, if it's on Amazon, um, it kind of almost feels like in a world of like so many like Bruce Willis like directed DVD movies, I this easily could have been one of those, but because you're, you're able to get like a Chris Pine coming off Star Trek and you have um, Kevin Costner in it, you know, that you get a theatrical release because of that. Yeah. Yep. But uh, you know, that definitely with, with some different casting, you could just see this being a movie, you know, take Jack Ryan's name off it. It's, it's just called shadow recruit. This could be a movie you, you pass by when you're looking at the, the Walmart, you know, DVDs and you say, yeah, shadow recruit starring 50 cent. <laughs> that could be fun, you know. Yeah, I'll wait till it uh, comes down in price. I'll wait till it's in the five dollar bin. Yeah, oh, it'll be on Netflix eventually, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, there's some good and bad. Is there anything you you absolutely didn't like about Shadow Recruit? I hated the villain guy. Like, I think the villain itself was like the Russian government, or or the secret Russian plot was uh-huh. was more the villain. But you know, I think uh, you know Kenneth Branagh's character. I was like, man, this guy sucks. I just wasn't into him. I didn't, I didn't no. think he was that cool, and and or that, or even that like, you know, intimidating of a of a presence. They they had that weird when you first introduced to him. He's getting his medication and he beats the shit out of the guy because he pinched him or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think they. Uh, you're right. I, I didn't. I think they tried real hard to make you intimidated by Kenneth Branagh. It just it didn't. He as the villain just didn't work. Um, yeah, they tatted so, him up, and and they had that kind of like super villain intro to him. But then after that, I'm like, well, this guy is just a oh, and when he's going through the the light bulb torture with uh, Kara Knightley's character. You know that that could be a very you know you think of like um, like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible. You know, give, given that speech, uh, Kenneth Branagh doing that, I'm just like, this is silly. You're silly, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> I, you're not gonna make her eat a light bulb. Like I uh, just. Was I was not worried, and, and you you mentioned earlier it's probably just missing because we just seem to be missing a lot of tension. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And there's some... also the director of the film. Uh, so he, you know, he he directs this, and then uh, oh really? Yeah. So so he is the director, and then uh, you know fourth build as as the villain of the film. Oh, that's pretty uh, cool. I like I like that. I like when directors are in their own movies and and not like the star, but just kind of a, a little part. Yeah, you know, Kenneth Branagh has an interesting IMDb as far as like a director goes. Uh, I kind of you know I I hear Kenneth Branagh, I think oh you know the actor Kenneth Branagh, but you look, it's like, oh, he directed, he directed the first Thor movie. He directed uh, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which he stars in. And then um, Artemis Fowl, which, which uh, came out last year. Um, I think that was kind of a COVID casualty. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I directed think that would have been, been a moneymaker. Yeah. yeah. And then he also did the 2015 Cinderella. Just, just an interesting IMDb. And um Trying to see if does he appear in uh I yeah, just like, like he appears I, in I really so, know about him from that BBC show Wallander, um which is a super cool uh cop show that it's on Netflix, I think. That's what I watched on Wallander, but um that's what I know him from. Um, yeah. I didn't know he directed all this stuff though. Yeah, I and, and I, he was in he was also in the uh Gosh, I, I want to say Discovery Channel, but he was in he was Shackleton and and the the TV, um, or A and E or something. They did a miniseries of Shackleton, which is unbelievable. But he plays Ernest Shackleton. Uh, to me, he'll always be uh, the villain from Wild Wild West. Is that the is that Will Smith? Is that the yeah Will the Will Smith, Smith the, Will, <laughs> the Will Smith movie? Yeah, he he plays Loveless. Yeah. Oh man, I'm not <laughs> sure I've seen that. But we all know the rap. Yes. Which is yeah. like seeing the movie. Hell yeah, I know the song. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Branagh's in Tenet. So when you get around seeing Tenet, uh, Kenneth Branagh's oh, cool. in it. So, yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, you know, he, he's right behind uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, John David Washington. Uh, along with the fast pace, I do think it, this probably goes with some of the, the, the tension aspect. But there, there were parts of the movie I just kind of found corny. I think of the car chase where, uh, one, why does the CIA leave Kira Knightley alone in the car? That just seems dangerous. It seems like they were asking for her to be kidnapped and, and taken on this chase through Russia. There were some questionable um, of scenarios made by the CIA in this movie, yeah. yeah. I think there's questionable uh, regarding security on both sides, from the CIA and from the Russian side. Yeah, when I, I agree with that. <laughs> I feel like they're, 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 they're suspicious of Jack Ryan – from the beginning, when their dude who dropped him off at the hotel doesn't return, that should send red flags. That was that was on my list of weird things uh, that I wrote because I'm like, where the hell does this connect? <laughs> they mention it, yeah, to Jack Ryan when they meet him, but I'm like, wait, you sent a, an assassin to kill this guy. Your assassin's gone, but this guy's here. Yet you're letting this guy in your building. What the hell? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so after that. Jack Ryan gets up from the dinner table after this very convincing scene uh, at dinner where where he's a drunkard. You you don't put a man on him. You don't just say, hey, yeah, he's going for a walk. Follow him. Exactly. He, yeah, yeah. They have killed one of our guys. Should have had eyes on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, see, I uh, after th- this this all goes down, you know, this this kind of uh, I always love the move where it's like, oh, guys around the corner, and then our hero just narrowly you know escapes by you know taking yeah. a step back into the elevator and then stepping back, you know, I always love that. And then of course the handoff of like, uh, you know, thumb drives is always cool. That's that awesome. kind of cool scene. 
you're just gonna leave Karen Knightley in the car, <laughs> which it is what it is. At least this, uh, you know, the, one of the exciting chases in the movie. But uh, I've already mentioned Kenneth Branagh and the light bulb speech, which I'm like, I, I just wasn't into. And then Chris Pine on the other end of the phone, just kind of yelling, you know, Kathy. It just seemed corny. Uh, and it's just probably just the lack of stakes and tension in this movie. Yeah, and I think that does sum it up. There is a lack of tension. Yeah, and much like, you know, you mentioned with Patriot Games, I kind of brought the example up. This also just kind of feels like a CBS episode. This feels like a one-hour episode of, like, um, you know, MacGyver reboot on CBS or, or uh, Criminal Minds or something. Yeah, I mean, this is like uh, your your 90-minute uh, season finale of, of mm-hmm. Hawaii Five O. Yeah, that that's what it felt yeah. like. It didn't feel yeah. like like a movie that I, that, yeah. I, that I was watching. Um, yeah, and, and another what? negative, I I think too. Like I think the cast overall is really good. I particularly like Kevin Costner, um, just generally, and I and I liked him in this movie. And I and I and I like Keira Knightley a lot, but Keira Knightley cannot do an American accent at all. Can no, she? no. I I you know I saw a lot of complaints about that. It kind of. I think it would have hurt my ear more or, or you know, uh, stood out more to my ear had it not been for Kenneth Brown's Russian accent. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's not really yeah. a Russian accent. It's just an evil accent, right? Yeah, he's just doing a he's doing a Bond villain, uh, like a 70s Bond villain. Yeah, Kieran, there, there are times where it just Kieran Knight should just be British. That's what I, I thought too. After the first 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, yes. just make her British. Like it, it'd be fine. Her. She moved here as a teenager. Her family yeah. came here to America and she's become British people can be doctors in America. Yeah. Or she was American born, you know, moved to England as a baby. Yeah. Came back for school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just uh, have her drop the accent. Yeah. It just, it, just, it, it was distracting when she would talk, yeah. but Kevin Costner says one of the best lines I have heard in a movie in a long time. It's when shit's hitting the fan in Russia. Uh-huh. And Jack Ryan's like, should I be doing this? And I think Kevin Costner says something to the, like, you're not an analyst anymore. You're officially operational. And I just thought yeah. that was so badass. I'm like, oh, here we go. Let's kick some ass. And then he's a crack sniper, too. <laughs> cool. That, that, that line stood out to me because he's like, yeah, you're no longer an analyst. You're operational. Operational. Uh, this kind of goes to just the, the whip neck speed of this movie. Where I go, I kind of want to see more Jack Ryan as an analyst. <laughs> I like that aspect of Jack Ryan. Like Not I like that in for Red October is just him trying to him analyzing stuff. But we do get uh, some of that because that that leads to my favorite, absolute favorite scene in the movie is the airplane detective scene when they're flying and they're like he's bouncing between computer monitors. And like what about this? What about this? I absolutely ate that up, Mark. That is that oh. is my. To me, I, I feel like it. it was like a dumbed down version of like the smart guy figuring it out. And well, I, mean, I they, watched it so closely to Humphrey Rock's over, but just seeing like Alec Baldwin pulling the maps out and doing like the, okay, we're going here to this trend or, you know, and then he's kind of doing the things like pull me social security number, pull this. No, he's going to Philadelphia. I was just like, I feel like they wrote like, and then he figures it out. You know? <laughs> well, at least we got a scene of it. <laughs> yeah, so like it, it. it would have been ridiculous if through, through this entire movie, he is simply, he, he finds the bank stuff and then now he's just kick-ass CIA guy. <laughs> like, at least they do go back to, you know, and he kind of gets to like, he gets to do a little flexing in front of Keira Knightley. Like she kind of looks like, oh, 
hey, this guy Jack Ryan, he's quite the analyst. Yeah, kind of kind of impressing her because I did I and that's another thing I did like about this movie. I like that little. Uh, I think the the their little weird kind of romance story I think works and and her her curiosity and and suspicion is not obnoxious where it's like come on lady guy's a hero yeah but, but just enough where it's like a like pl- like a plausible curiosity like what the hell like when she first finds that movie ticket and then her little her little charade about the movie I'm like that's pretty clever without being kind of an asshole about it. Yeah, I think the relation. I think the relationships. Uh, yeah, it's cute for you know having a romance in it. Uh, you know, their little thing about uh, splitting the check. You know, she says that to him as he's about to go save the world. Like, it's like yeah, that's cute. Uh, yeah, I do like that. They don't make her just kind of like the the shrill wife who's being brought into you know this. Like once he tells her she's CIA, she's just like, oh thank God. And then it's like, okay, we move on this movie without having this like, you know, not too much like. And this is a good movie, but the, like Jamie Lee Curtis and like True Lies, yeah, like the whole movie she's just like, oh my god, what? Is, yeah, you know, yeah, the, you know, she's just kind of okay, you know, let's move on. Uh, although Keira Knightley kind of does play into the the analyst thing, where I go, oh, this is like a dumbed down version of it, where she's like, hold on, go back, I know that building, and Kevin Costner's like, or I think Kevin Costner says, you know that building? He's like, yeah, that's the building Jack works in. I was like, you don't know that Kevin Costner? You don't know what building <laughs> you work yeah. in? They should have all known that. Yeah, exactly. They all should have known when they're looking for the target. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. The Wall Street, yeah. Where you figured this out at? And so it was just kind of like, oh, we're gonna give we're gonna give her a moment to shine too. Like, you know, it, yeah, just go back. That's that's the building Jack works in. I was just saying, if you showed me a bunch of pictures, I'd pick out where I work pretty. Yeah. Quick. Yeah, that's true. I would too. Yep. And uh, Grant, I don't work in New York City, but uh, you know we got some tall buildings around here too. And and you you in particular work in a massive building. Like you'd be able to pick out your building. Oh yeah. I mean, I go really? by your building I'm like one. You know, I've been by your building a few times. Like, oh, that's Mark's building. Look yeah. at that monstrosity. When she says go back, like they all should have been like, that's where Jack works. <laughs> <laughs> But they're waiting for her to fill it, the, fill it in. Uh, that's just and that's just movie. That's just movie making 101. You know, that's just <laughs> that's like you got to get your stars their dues. That's getting yeah. her lines. You know, getting her camera. It's like in yeah. a in a chase. They always put the guy on a motorcycle with no helmet. You know, because they gotta you gotta show off that pretty face. Yeah. But you know, if they're trying to show that oh she can pull her own, she already proved that she was more than. Uh, uh, capable during the dinner scene. That, that's a lot to ask for a, for a civilian. I don't think yeah, I could that, do it. That is true. That was pretty epic. That that was some grade A acting that they both pulled off in front of uh, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, does this movie do anything better than... Uh, well, we'll just go to the movie you saw, uh, Harrison Ford's Patriot Games. Or does this improve from from this first franchise that, that, that you and I both kind of dipped into? It does have better action than Patriot Games. Um, and, and I think that's part of... Uh, you know, the modern era, um, well, modern era in quotes. I mean, this movie's 10 years old almost, but, um, right. uh, you know, the action in this just looks better, feels better. The action in Patriot Games, most of it's on, there's there's some cool gunplay, but most of it's on this, like the big action scenes on this boat, the boat's on fire, and it just doesn't look that great anymore. Probably right. looks fine in 1992, but anymore, it's just like, eh. So I think yeah. it does that better. And, and I think it has a little more uh, just uh, 
The pace of this is better than than, than Patriot Games. I, I, mean, I was a little after rewatching Patriot Games, a little disappointed with it. So uh-huh. you should, uh, you know, go cleanse the palate. We'll watch you uh, hunt for October. There, there. I don't think there's any hand to hand combat in that movie, but you've never been so engaged in a guy turning a boat uh, to the left. That's true, and and you know I. I've seen Hunt for Red October probably at least a dozen times. Like uh, that was one of my dad's favorite movies growing up. We watched that all the time. Uh, dads love submarine movies. They do. And they it was, on a boat. It was so and it's so good. I think that's another reason why I I, I didn't choose it is because I know it's amazing. So Did, has your dad seen that new Tom Hanks movie? No, my dad doesn't have Apple TV. Are you kidding me? That's a shit. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. It is a shame that that movie's not easily acceptable to its target audience, which are uh, like, you know, dads in their 60s. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That movie should just be mailed to everybody in a DVD form. Yep. Netflix, yeah. ne- Netflix mail service or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, that, that comes to Redbox, you can rent that form. I, I, I feel like he's going to get a kick out of uh, Tom Hanks commanding a submarine. Oh, I think he'd it, love it, that. I think he'd love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, did, did uh, Patriot Games do anything better than, than this? Uh, Harrison Ford, man. He's my boy. Like, yeah. Yeah, that. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'd i like to dip into Patriot Games just because I, I did enjoy Hunt for October so much. And actually, like I, I liked Alec Baldwin's performance. Um, I think I did a little reading. There was some studio shenanigans um, that got Harrison Ford replaced. Plus, it, stories kind of seem like Alec Baldwin might have been a tough guy to work with uh, yeah i've heard that uh, back in the day uh but just now that i've learned like oh they're it's the same world like they're they're playing the same guy i think uh james is james earl jones in uh picture games yes okay yeah uh so i i I would like to just kind of see how that transitions to like hey not only are we replacing a main character we're replacing the star of our film with just a different guy uh, plus Harrison Ford's yeah Harrison, Harrison Ford's the man yeah, that's Indiana Jones I feel like you put him in any role he you know he, he's gonna kill it yep yep yeah and then I kind of want to watch uh, some some of all fears I want to see I want to see Affleck's take I you know I saw that one in the theaters when it released um, I don't I don't really remember a bunch of it I I, I wouldn't mind watching that again to be honest yeah. So, yeah see how it how it pans out and I do plan on watching Clear and Present Danger. That's another reason I went Patriot Games and not Clear and Present Danger. Is like, okay, I think I do want to check out both these again. So yeah, and you want to see them the order it was intended. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? So this is 2014. Are you ready for a big screen remake of Jack Ryan? Does he need to grace the big screen one more time? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think his. I don't think this character and and story and type of of thing. Re- I think they got it right. I think Amazon got it right with their series. Yes. Um, One thing we haven't brought up, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody knows listening to the episodes that Amazon does have the Jack Ryan show, which is two seasons in already. Yeah. And I think massively popular. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. I really like it. It's not on the level of Bosch uh, for me. But <laughs> Very little is, but uh, for Amazon shows anyway, but um, I, I think that's the, the better platform for this kind of character, this kind of tale these days, especially the way shadow crew wanted to tell the story, which is they wanted to give you the fact that this guy was 
a analyst. This guy is a CIA operative. He was in the military. He did come back from this back injury. It's a lot to put into one movie and also just give us the main story where it, it just works so well in an eight episode television show. You yeah. can get all that. You know, they can dive right into the main story in episode one and then through through flashbacks and just, you know, you have a lot more, you know, in eight hours, you just have a lot more time to tell a story. And, you know, so we know that John Krasinski's Jack Ryan had back surgery and we know he was mainly an analyst before, you know, he had to pick up a gun. But we do get his military background. It just it just works so much better in eight episodes than trying to cram it into you know an hour 40. But so then I guess um, do you need to see a sequel? Um, do you want to see Chris Pine? If, if if they said 2021, Chris Pine's coming back, the Shadow Recruiter. Man, it would be so hard. It would be so hard now to get excited for that because the show exists. Yeah. Um. If there wasn't, if the show didn't exist, I I would be like, yeah, let's. Uh, um. I'm actually surprised. I mean, because I didn't. I, I enjoyed watching Shadow Recruit. Um. I thought it was a decent little movie and and I'm surprised it didn't spin out, you know, more Chris Pine, Jack Ryan, uh, you know, features, uh, to be completely honest. I don't know why they, they put it on the shelf again. Yeah. Um, So this movie, um, critically, you know, not super well received, but it wasn't a a complete critical bomb. 55% uh, on Rotten Tomato. Um, you know, not the worst. Cinescore gives it a B, which is, you know, seems, fine it's kind of like where i kind of have it you know c plus b grade uh money wise it had a let me scroll back up to the top here it had a 60 million dollar budget uh grossed 135 million uh uh worldwide so that that's domestic and international box office combined um and you know it's so weird with these big movies is you know so that's double its budget but it's one of those weird things. Like, is, is that a financial bomb? I mean, it seems like it is these days. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, maybe they put so much, especially when you're, it just seemed like you're trying to get this off the ground to be a franchise. Um, yeah. Maybe just not as, um, I'm trying to see. Oh, so here's an interesting. So, uh, $17 million it's opening weekend. Uh, doesn't say what it opened at whether that was uh you know what what position it opened in uh but based on an exit polling service cinema score more than a third of the film's opening weekend audience was over the age of 50 uh <laughs> with only 15 percent of viewers under the age of 25 the film failed to attract younger viewers despite the casting chris pine um and then it was the 24th highest grossing 2014 film uh yeah, so I, yeah, maybe they just had different expectations of what they got. I don't I, know. You, you put Jack Ryan on something that, that's that's a dad movie. You, you're I, not gonna yeah, get twenty one year olds. Thing, I could have fixed that for him with 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 this right here. Instead of calling it Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, they should have called it Tom Clancy's Shadow Recruit, because Tom Clancy hits on so many levels. You know that would have that would have intrigued the under twenty five video game crowd. It really would have. I'm telling you. Jack Ryan, the people that play, you know, Rainbow Six, uh, Siege, or Rainbow Six Vegas online, they don't fucking know who Jack Ryan is. They don't know it's a Tom Clancy character. If they would have called this Tom Clancy's Shadow Recruit, I guarantee you it would it would have done better than 
Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. What if they just dropped what just called it Shadow Recruit and just it's Chris Pine and Kira Knightley? I mean, I think that would have been enough to do better, but then yeah. I think you would have definitely lost the older crowd because that's true. Yeah, now, now you're looking at Chris Pine, Kira Knightley action movie with these you know two very you know yeah attractive young people um that's why you got but then you put okay it's called shadow recruit starring chris pine kira knightley on the poster kevin costner's face oh now you get the old people back yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's an interesting um yeah just kind of so just an interesting formula of, of why yeah you didn't get another one it's just um, it's interesting what goes into the decision making for you know these, but um, obviously, and yeah, even the not title, another one. You can tell that this this movie title they they probably they test screened this this movie a hundred billion times. Somehow this title stuck, and it. Do you think work. they just wanted to go Jack Ryan? But then maybe they had your thing was like you know because you, you have Bourne right, and just Jason Bourne right. I guess the yeah. first called Bourne Supremacy, but there's like. No, the, we had the people go to the Jack Ryan movie, and then someone had to bring up, was like, people don't know who Jack Ryan is. I think that very well could be. I, the the yeah. Shadow Recruit does seem tacked on. Yeah. And it's not like we had a, a scene where Kevin Costner is explaining what a Shadow Recruit is. No, I... It's no, just... No. They, don't, they don't even say Shadow Recruit in the film. <laughs> Never had it. You know, the Bourne movie, it's an interesting comparison because... You know, those are based off a, a book, but those books also seem very like dad heavy. You know, they're just kind of military, you know, CIA espionage type film. But Bourne works, and everyone loved Jason Bourne movies. Yeah, and I that was, I mean, that's two. Well, one they hit on the on the on the Damon upswing. Yeah, and you didn't need to. Yeah, I think part of that was casting on that. And I think they probably marketed better until two weeks and, ago. I didn't even know this movie existed. Much. Right. Well, and, and overall, Born Supremacy, I, I'd say is it, it's it's a much better movie than this. Yeah. And maybe Definitely. just the audience prefers a, a you know something a little grittier, a little more you know artistically shot. You know, and again, this is I kind of remember the trailers, and it just I feel like in that time there was just like a lot of a lot of shadow recruits. <laughs> Just like a lot of movies that just yeah. kind of seem like this. Yeah, there probably were at least a dozen of them. Yeah. Uh, do you have to watch any of the previous movies to to get this one? Not in the least. I think maybe you're actually better off not. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If if you're gonna dive into the world of Jack Ryan uh, and you don't want to watch the show, there's not a bad way to start. Go ahead and watch. You probably watch this first, even if you don't like it. It probably gives you a lot of background to go watch uh, Hunter Red October Patriot game. Yeah. I, I, gives you I a little more uh, character, you know, context for the character. Yeah. I mean, I really don't think any of these are in a, any particular order. Um, you know, the, the movies were coming out in, in book order right. from, from Alec Baldwin and Ford. But I mean, you, I think you could easily watch Clear Present Danger and then go watch. Uh, they, they're, they're not. They're not real serial, you know. They're just, right. There, there's no no story that's picked up from the previous one. They yeah. kind of has that, you know, episodic, you know, Hawaii Five O thing, where it's just like, yeah, e- each movie is it's it's an episode. You can kind of just throw them on. They're more of a Bond kind of thing. It's like, yeah. Oh, what's what's uh, Jack Ryan got to do with this time? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and finally, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, do we need it? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I, I enjoyed it. I, I I had a fun time watching it. I think it's a perfectly serviceable action movie. But no, I don't think we necessarily needed it. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it was fine. I, I didn't hate watching it. Uh, I the end i i liked the end you know the, the whole looking for the bomb and all that it was fine but it just feels like so many movies like 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 this it just kind of felt like generic action thrillery you know i mentioned earlier this could have starred ryan felipe and just been direct to dvd it just n- nothing new or exciting in it um and what's with all that water what what is there a river under? Oh, why that started flooding or whatever? Yeah, what was that about? Is that I, yeah on the cutting room floor? Like, what the hell is with those with the under the underground of uh, Wall Street? Yeah. Well, uh, you you ever seen Ninja Turtles? Oh, you can yeah, times. you can surf you can surf down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can go sewer surfing. If you have thoughts on uh, Jack, oh, um, we do this, of course, whenever movies have interesting um, uh, titles. Where do you? So this is a reboot, uh, you know, is, is this a, a, uh, trying to restart a franchise? But it does have an interesting name. Where, where do you? How do you grade Jack Ryan: colon, Shadow Recruit? Uh, I'm giving it a, a D, uh, and it'd be an F if it weren't for I think Shadow Recruit is cool. Yeah, it is. It does seem like they're just kind of putting a lot in the, in, in the title there. It's it's very, uh, you know, it's kind of obnoxious of a title. To be Birds honest. of prey: colon the emancipation of Harley Quinn kind of feel to it. You know, it's just yeah. Just call the movie what you want to call the movie. You don't have to put the colon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unless the first one's called Jack Ryan. Unless you think the intent was we'd have Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Jack Ryan, Dark yes. Nation, Jack do, Ryan. Yep. Yeah, they would all I, have these. I do believe that was the intent. Yeah, they were they were trying to to kick off a a, a series of films. Yeah. Uh, and I know Tom Clancy's no longer with us, but uh, whoever's uh, writing these, Dark Nation, feel free to have that. <laughs> That's okay. actually pretty cool. That's a pretty cool title, Mark. Yeah, Jack Ryan, Dark Dark Nation. Yeah. Oh man, the president's been kidnapped, and uh, there's no one to lead the government. Whew. Oof. I got chills. <laughs> that's that's the next plot to Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you have thoughts about Jack Ryan, you can email us at uh, dbtgpodcast.com. Find us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, I was notified there's no longer Google Play. I'm not sure if we're on YouTube Music or how Google's handling their podcasting. Uh, I'll look into that. But uh, wherever you get your podcasts, they uh, well, listening- Google, yeah. Google, uh, there's no Google Play, but there is Google um, Podcast. They have an app to oh, okay. podcast. Yeah. Google Podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, we're it's on actually that. a pretty good. Yeah, we are on that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can find us, rate, review, uh, share with a friend. Um, yeah, we don't have the next uh, movie lined up, I don't believe, but we will definitely uh, get one uh, worked out for the next episode. Uh, Till then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, a guide to sequel remix. Stay in the shadows, recruit Adam. You Americans like to think of yourselves as direct. Perhaps you are just rude.